Kia ora everybody, greetings, namaskar. Thank you so much for joining me. Josh and here. I'd really, I'm really happy tonight. I've got Carmela Alistair with me, and she's been a great inspiration to many of us in Nandamaga, particularly um, through her music. And so I invited her to come and speak and to let you know what she's been up to. So Namaskar, Carmela. Thank you so much for joining me. Namaskar. So yeah, can you let everybody know a little bit about your background? Well. Oh, gosh, I got initiated in 1978, so that's a really long time. Um, and, yeah, met an, fortuitously met Ananda Marga while I was living in France, doing a high school exchange, and um, worked as an LFT for a long time. Got to see Baba in Jamaica with, with you. <laughs> you were there, but I was new Margie. You would have known who I was because I just came strolling around. I was 18 and just <laughs> turned up there. Um, but so you, plink you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll say that that time hmm. I was um, loved Nanda Marga ideology, but I wasn't into guru. And so I came, probably just pushed me into going to, to Jamaica. I happened to be in California. I had some money in a pocket for my gap year that I was going to spend the year doing different stuff. And then, um, Someone said, "Yeah, it's enough money to give you a ticket to Jamaica." So at the last minute, I got a, I got on the flight to Jamaica with Alden Margies. I hadn't booked, so I slept by the swimming pool at the hotel. <laughs> I just sort of followed everyone around, like a Margie for a year and a half or two years. Then and then, uh, I was kind of hanging back because I wasn't into the guru thing. Mm. And then the last day of that, Baba gave. There was a DMC night. And yeah. Lava gave the, and I, I still was hanging back and was pushing Jim all over each other to get in the front, and I didn't care. I sat in the back. And uh, when Bali gave Vera by a mudra, it just hit my heart. Yeah. Really big, something big blast. Yeah. And then the next day, I, I just got to go to Baba's house where he was staying, and I just wanted to do kirtan outside his, his, uh, his, his, um, where you're staying, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and, uh, it was raining, and just sat outside doing kirtan. Just wanted to, to please Baba. It was like something totally changed. Wow. And then after that, I'd run out of money, so I, I uh, went to LFT training in California. So I had enough money for that, and then became LFT. <laughs> changed my whole schedule. <laughs> so that was that was the first major kirtan experience. <laughs> um, so then. Um, Later on, also, I, I did a lot of work for Prout and Prout newspapers in mm, particular, mm. but I always had, I was always between Rala and Prout yeah. uh, in my early days. I always had it in the music. So I think my first album while I was in LFT was Ever Beautiful One mm -hmm. as a cassette. And I've <laughs> yeah. done six albums since then, uh, two on cassette, Living uh, Where My Heart Sings with David Sheesh and Every Beautiful One. And then I put out, okay, five CDs <laughs> since then. Uh, and then um, yeah and when did you uh, get the idea when did you get the idea to create in a song was that when you had these right, albums a lot of people don't know. yeah yeah well in the I think around 1984 um, I was aware that a lot of people were creating music around the world but they couldn't sell it Mm. easily because people would create a cassette in New Zealand or you including or or Australia or 
wherever Ananda Marg was in those days, South America, and we would just, you, maybe one would drift to you in America, and then everyone would copy it for each other. And that was particularly, there was a beautiful album called Divine Dreaming from Australia with Manaranjan and Tarani. That's and I right. got a copy of that. Yes. And so someone had copied from, someone else had copied, and someone else had copied, and I really thought we should do something. Yeah. And there, was, there wasn't any Ananda Marg music hmm. distribution, even though we had some global, we were doing better with books. Yeah. And so I um, had the idea to start Inner Song, and we mm. thought about, a lot about that name. Mm. And so we started with cassettes, and I would yeah. just um, wrote, to, wrote to people, asked them if they wanted their cassette to be distributed, and then would redesign a lot of the covers because I had a graphic design background, which started with the proud newspapers, but I developed that into graphic design. And so I would redesign, I would make their little covers using black and white photocopied cut them for yeah. them a little and i'd copy we got really nice quality cassette copying and nice quality cassettes and copy four cassettes at a time flip them like my whole life was copy cassettes flip them <laughs> after 45 minutes because you know, did <laughs> yeah. that because we sold because yeah. as that grew and i had different artists around the world who were happy to have the distribution we were selling it's quite a few thousands a year mm. I was hand hand duplicating most of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, and then we had, that, so that was the day of mail orders. So I designed this nice mail order catalog and I would send that out to Margie's, mostly United States and around the world and then sell a lot of cassettes also at retreats. Yeah. And that just grew like that. Mm. And that way, and I would send the money to the artists who had never before just got a got a check in the mail or a traveler's checks we used to send yeah, out. Exactly. Is that what I sent you? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think so. Uh, so yours, that was a long time ago. I can't remember now. That we, <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, yeah. And so, um, hmm. yeah, that, that really grew. Um, and it was, and it kept me busy and it was, it wasn't a profit making for me. Um, it was all the money that we made went into, I think we supported touched by the sea. I think so. so it went to yeah. Support, mm. yeah, yeah. So it went to support different projects yeah. and some sampler CDs that we made for that were a project with SDM that had samplers. Mm. We made three of That's those. That's right. Yeah, they were very popular. Oh, they were sampler cassettes. Mm. Yeah, and we sold we sold hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of those sampler ones that let people know about our different music. Uh, so, and then so when I moved to Australia twenty five years ago. It was. I was so grateful that Gary Dart and Cheers Me Talk took it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It helped me too because when I then when I would put out a new album, Inner Song was there to distribute it. it great. <laughs> I hear now yeah. they've got a. Uh, they're working on a new website. I hope so because, like I said, my my latest album, Ever Beautiful um, First Light, didn't couldn't didn't get on the Inner Song website because there's no one to put it up. So I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what I hear. That'll yeah. change. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, what's the latest project? What's the latest inspiring project that you've been doing? Yeah, I was thinking of a few things that I'm still involved with. One, one thing that I've just been doing, yeah, another 25 years. I, I do the morning circle at the River School, the Ananda yeah. River School, here, yeah. where I live. I live on the Ananda Kamala Master Unit here in the Sunshine Coast of Australia. And down the bottom of the property is the River School, which now is a beautiful project. It has 130 children in primary wow. and has a beautiful early childhood center, including um, including uh, a forest kindy. It's a river kindy. So the children spend, four and five-year-olds spend um, four to five hours outside by the river. That's wow. for kindy. Oh, I love it. 
Wow. Yeah. And so I've been doing morning circle there every Monday morning for the whole, since the second year of the school, I think, wow. second or third year of the school. And um, so I still go and I do, uh, now our, our, our school chart is at a Divya location under, and so he and I are doing it together. He's still new, so I'm kind of, he's learning how to do it. I've done it with whatever Acharya was here. So we play some quiet kirtan as the children walk into the space. Yeah. And um, then we sing a song as the children, each one child from each class lights a candle. Mm-hmm. This is the primary school. Then they do a blessing. And then and then we do go straight into a kirtan, and all yeah. the children sing kirtan. Short. And then we do a short meditation with the whole 130 kids, sometimes parents, teachers. <laughs> and then we do some songs and then we do a virtue presentation. It's, it's so beautiful. And anytime your parents come, they cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and it's lovely meditating. Yeah, yeah it's, re- it's really touching. So I've been doing that forever. So that's, that's going on. Um, <laughs> recently, so last year, there was all the online kirtan going on. Yeah. And I, and I was, and um, Medita and a couple of his sisters started Australia Kirtan for Connected, That's which was right. our online Kirtan. Exactly. And they did for six months, yeah. I think. We had four to six hours of Kirtan every day on that side. I know. That's which amazing. might be might be the most active of all. I don't know. So <laughs> I did four months of half an hour Kirtan every day doing that. Yeah. And that was um, pretty amazing. I know. I was, was I used really, to do the, I used to do a Friday night slot. We tried to do three hours in the morning, three hours in the morning, three hours in the evening. And I just had my regular slot for four months at 7 a.m. Mm. Um, and it really challenged me mm. to get into playing piano as well as guitar, to find different locations. I like to make it creative and yeah. to find a lot of new tunes and to write new tunes. Mm. And I think it also really was vibrating mm. yeah. personally to do that half an hour of kirtan every day. It was, I mean, I have to say as a musician, it was musically extending. Yeah. Um, it really was, you know, that really shouldn't be the point, but it was as a musician, it is. And, yeah, sure. um, and then just the vibration that set up of all that kirtan, I think was really powerful individually and collectively. I know it was, it was an amazing uh, project. Yeah. And I think, has it yeah. ended now for, for the meantime? It's still there. We, uh, I think we got to just about December. Mm, yeah we all met at the summer retreat which is really yeah. cool and yeah. Then, yeah so around december it finally ended but eight six or eight months it carried on yeah, yeah. And that was and then then they just stopped the commitment it's still the space is still there yeah but that was pretty impressive and then i it also was. played sometimes for online other other ones yeah it's been nice to get into that yeah yeah um my other project is that i'm now just doing live music with a woman that i met we were we were volunteering in a garden, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> and so um, we started uh, Lotus Rising uh, group, and we've we've actually performed every month for maybe the last eight or nine months. We we we've been performing at the Rao concerts from yes. Argentina, yes, online Rao concerts, and then we've had like three or four live performances here, yeah, and it's so nice because I just. I met her, like I said, but randomly, and she used to live near the Ananda Marga School in Melbourne, and she used to hear Kirtan at the school and see Didi's. <laughs> she lived next door. How's that? <laughs> and she's just very um, 
open. She, she's a very accomplished musician mm. who just said, no, I, I only want to do spiritual music that I believe in, but had no idea where to start. She didn't have a path at all. Yeah. And so when she came, she came to our summer retreat with her daughter. She's a single mom. And Kirtan blew her head. Yeah. Really, literally, she felt like it just opened up her whole top chakra when she first Kirtan group. She already loved it. She, she was happy to play it with me. Yeah. And she was happy to do all our spiritual songs. But when she did Kirtan in the group, yeah. she was wow. spaced out the whole week. She completely got blissed <laughs> out with Kirtan. So she was really happy to play all the Kirtan we wanted and all the women came love in our songs. So that's been really fun and we're doing some creative work. It's lovely, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's lovely fun. to work with other people. It really is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then, um, yeah, I'm still, my most recent Kirtan album is First First Light, which was Kirtans that I wrote um, during Panchajanya. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. I love that album. I think Didi, Didi had a copy in her car and I would listen to it often. And I've got my favourites. Yeah. Mm. yeah, thank you. It's on Spotify and the usual iTunes yeah. space, not on hopefully get on inner song soon and that was um that was a uh, um the two big selling albums that i have awakening and heart of the mystic mm. i didn't write the tunes on those mm. i i got together with really accomplished mm. musos and they wrote um they wrote the tunes and i gave them the idea of what i was looking for yeah so um first light they were all Maybe all but one original tunes. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, I really like the tunes on that album. Yeah. So that that took a little for me to go into the studio with what I thought, oh, these are sort of simple tunes and, and work with really good producer on them. Um I took a little a little breaking through something because I thought, sure. you know, these are so simple. Yeah. Sure. So that anyway, that was a and then um and I just recently recorded a Pravat Sangeet yeah, too you with to me. Um, for this album. I'll, I'll post that. Um, after the podcast. It's a Record nice it. story because I yeah. got a request from actually my Acharya, Dada Veda Pragyananda. Yeah. Um, that, that, that Dada. Oh, that's right. Prabhat Sangeet Dada in India mm. was putting together an album of Western people singing, singing Prabhat that's Sangeet. Right. And asked if I could record one. Mm. And I thought a lot about that and I ended up recording this Prabhat Sangeet that, um, well, it was a song that, Baba, um, I, I was, Baba had written it fairly recently and we were in India and Baba would come back from field walk or go to field walk and we would sing the Prabhat Sangeets that were recent for Baba. Yeah. So one really late mystic night, would have been 11 o'clock in the summer, you know, in some beautiful, in Baba's garden. And I was singing this song, which isn't a well-known song, to me actually. Um, and then Baba stopped in front of me and he gave the translation in English, just oh, said wow. to me, you are, you are, you are, oh Lord, and the universe exists. I think he also said this, I looked back at my notes, I think he also said the second line, which was that atoms exist, the universe, the, the vastness of the, the Buddha, the whole vastness of the world exists, I exist in you exist like that Baba said to me mm. and then he walked back into his house really beautiful but I hadn't heard this song all this time so when they asked to sing a song I went and looked it up and finally found it wow. and relearned it and that's the one I recorded you yeah, yeah. know it sounds beautiful I definitely post it and yeah t tell us about uh, 
tell us about one of your kirtan experiences. Singing kirtan for Baba. I think those times was that first time in Jamaica singing kirtan for Baba, which is a big transformative moment for me. Yeah. Wanting to serve Baba. Like, where did that come from for my Jewish <laughs> intellectual background? Um, and then those other times, actually, when we were in India, Baba would come in and out of his house and we'd see him at field walk or before Darshan or something. Singing for Baba was always really meaningful and touching. I think the other thing that where I learned about the power of Kirtan was I used to organize the Ananda Mela festival. Yes. Where when it was in its heyday sort of reached, I don't know, 150, 200 people. Mm -hmm. And then for maybe the, I don't remember, was it the 30th anniversary of the Mela or something, 25th? We used to do 12 hours Kirtan yes, at the Mela. And someone said to start doing to do 24 Anyway, in all those times, we'd have the five-day festival, and the middle day would be a kirtan day. And then we went from 12 to 24 hours of that. But either way, you I spent all this time organizing all these great workshops, childcare, da, 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 all these evening programs, and then you'd get back the evaluations, and the most meaningful day for people would be do the kirtan. And there was <laughs> especially a few years of that where you were probably there and had a lot to do with those beautiful kirtans. With After the kirtan day, the microvita became so thick. I felt like you could just sort of eat it with a spoon. Like the energy just became super positive. Especially actually if we were cooking our own bread and our own food and it like we put the kirtan back into it. felt like that and <laughs> multiplied it. And people healed. Someone healed of chronic fatigue. People healed of all things. <laughs> and no one could stop smiling. <laughs> and that's where I really understood like at a retreat when you do a lot of kirtan, it shifts the vibration for people strongly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yes. I've now, and I still learn that. We've still been really committed to trying to do 24 hours of kirtan at our summer retreats. or And people always say, no, we can't do it this year. Or even 12, night, 12 hours overnight because our kirtan, you know, if our retreats are smaller. And, no, we can do this. And we always can. We yeah. always manage it. And it always shifts the vibration to people the next day, whether people did it or whether they didn't or whether they stopped, you know, nobody can stop smiling. It just, there's a shift in the energy that Kirtan does. Absolutely. So those, I guess, are lived experience, like experiments and experiences that yes. you can just see the shift in energy from yes. long Kirtan, intensive yes. Kirtan. Yes. Yes. It was so, it was so visible to me that, that especially those early experiences of, of coming to the mailer, I remember so clearly it was just like a, such a spiritual home for me and coming there and doing those long ketones. I remember the two, that feeling of being so high after that long ketone. And have you got anything else you want to share? There's something just might pop into your mind that would be important to share. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Thank you for having me part of this. Yeah, it's interesting to see what the future of um, music in kirtan is. Music distribution's changed a lot. Yeah. Um, and some of us, I think, as musicians, are trying to figure out how that works and mm. how our music comes to the world. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the future of enjoying music is changing, too, with the online experience, which is um, doing a lot to bring people together. Yes, exactly. And to make, to make everything accessible. And I feel like it actually is doing a lot to create a... The global society, the whole online thing that it accelerated. Even though this COVID year, I know I know many people found it tough where I lived. It was kind of first of all, Australia was really safe, but also because where I live it was 
they're beautiful even if you are in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, Australia's been really safe. But what, what it did was it I think accelerated our, our experience of being online together, which maybe has done something to build global community. Mm, I think so. That's a good side of it. And also, you know, in Australia and New Zealand, particularly New Zealand, um, the beautiful Jacinta Ardern did yeah. a lot, you know, just stepped right on top of it right away, mm -hmm. the whole COVID thing with a lot of discipline. And I realized that what Bob has said about social cohesions, when there's discipline in the society and you and people sacrifice so that everybody stays well, <laughs> so everybody say in New Zealand, everybody had to stay inside for three weeks or something, you know, strictly, very strictly. And then they pretty much eliminated COVID for the next forever, almost. You know? yeah. And and that sort of social discipline, I feel. And the, there was an acceptance of that here that I've got to do, like Melbourne went under, Melbourne started to, started to have an outbreak there. And yeah. Melbourne totally closed down for many months. And it was very tough. The people in Melbourne were aware, and we were aware, that the people in Melbourne were sacrificing mm -hmm. a lot so mm -hmm. that COVID didn't run to the rest of Australia. Mm -hmm. The rest of us were free because Melbourne was shut down, mm -hmm. super shut down. Yeah, They couldn't travel. No one could go in and out. But the rest of us were free because of that, because of their sacrifice. Yeah. And I think we could learn. I feel like that can be extended. We almost know that now. So, you know, for example, if a few very rich people sacrificed, are forced to sacrifice, like, you know, choose it or not. Some people were forced, you know, yeah. some people chose it. Then everybody benefits. Yes. You, learn, you know, if, if some people have to really limit their carbon emissions, everybody mm. benefits. Yeah. It was, a, it was a lesson that really got demonstrated in New Zealand and Australia. Mm. If there's social discipline, if everybody sacrifices for the better good, mm. If we see what the bigger picture is and we take that sacrifice right away, we can make a better society. Mm. It's a really great way to see it. Thank you for those thoughts. Very thought-provoking. Thank you for listening. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you for 250 days of podcasting. Yeah, this is number 250. Yay! Woo! What a beautiful example to give the world of your dedication to Kirtan <laughs> and your lifelong commitment. Thank you. If there's a lifelong Kirtan Award, it goes to this one here. <laughs> Thanks so much. That's really sweet. Thank you so much, Kama. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to the listeners. Okay, I want to say one more thing. Oh, please do. I, I want to please say that do. probably a very big inspiration in my musical path has been you. Oh, thank you. And I remember that before I considered myself a musician at all, one of the very first cassettes I had was one of yours really early on. I remember playing it wow listen to this amazing person doing this amazing kirtan it was before i could even thought of myself as a musician at all i remember playing that for people in my meditation classes <laughs> thank you Kamala.